Hello, I'm Eleanor Hayward here today on Skyward TV. Really thrilled to be sharing information about spirituality and mental health on the path of truth and reconciliation at the path of decolonization. So if you're interested in personal and planetary wellness, you're in the right space today. A brief land acknowledgement. As a settler descendant, I am acknowledging the past and current stewards of this land, the Haudenosaunee, the Wendat, Huron, and Haudenosaunee peoples. As we gather today on these treaty lands, I am in the Burlington area today. We have the responsibility to honor and respect all of the wonderful elements of creation that exist. We're subject to the dish with one spoon wampum belt covenant and agreement to care and peaceably share this region around the Great Lakes. Uh, it's an agreement between the Haudenosaunee Six Nations Confederacy, the Anishinaabe Ojibwe and allied nations and the relationships here around the Great Lakes. And may our organization live up to this agreement with reverence towards truth and reconciliation. And we acknowledge and thank the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation for sharing your ter territory with us. And today, personally, I am very grateful for the bountiful harvest, having some fresh nectarines and tomatoes and corn from Southern Ontario has been a blessing. It was a beautiful day yesterday and sharing space with the, the pollinators and the birds. Very grateful for the connections that this land waters provide us. And so grateful today to welcome Jody Harbour. She is a co-founder of Grandmother's Voice, ident identifying as an urban Indigenous woman from Oakville for over 30 years. The grandmothers say that great change is coming, and for those who have been sleeping, it's time to awaken the medicines within. We need to become more conscious as a collective of our surroundings, each other, and how we move forward in harmony. These are some of the qualities of Grandmother's Voices vision, and all are welcome to get involved. Welcome, Jody. You're on mute. Would love to um, welcome you and Hi. share with us some of your personal and professional background as to why spirituality and mental health are important to you. Ooh, hey, nice to see you, Eleanor, sister friend, not just uh, an acquaintance. We've been building relationship for, for several years and you continue to show up and, you know, with a full open heart. And um, I, I love this. I had some medicine going here. So, you know, you were, you were just acknowledging all the things you're grateful for and the land acknowledgement and Yawa for sharing, sharing your words and, you know, your essence that, that shows up through how you, you know, started to acknowledge truly from your heart. We see it. I see it and I acknowledge it and I acknowledge this space and place and platform that you're providing um, for people to come together in this time of healing. Uh, and so I had my medicine going, uh, some some sage and tobacco, sweet grass, and um, some cedar sitting with me. And then as I started to acknowledge you, it it was started, you know, smoking more. And so, you know, I really felt like I needed to to you know share this smudge and just really for myself too, to be able to sit with you and and speak my truth in these words. I don't, you know, I, I always try to plan, like, you know, give me a heads up. What are we, what are we talking about? But, you know, when we're, when we're talking about this kind of information, speaking from your heart and connection, there's really no way to uh, prepare. 
because, you know, I know I'm here to share with you my story uh, and, and just, you know, why and how, you know, I, I just as a, a woman really wanting to know more and more connection, I just, you know, didn't realize how much um, my indigenous uh, bloodline, um, intergenerational trauma, intergenerational, um, just everything that I carried from that I didn't even have a, you know, the consciousness of, I didn't know that I was, I was even living uh, with this connection. I always knew I was indigenous growing up. My great grandmother was of the Cayuga nation on my debt for my dad's side. And, uh, and he's, you know, my, my dad has, was gone actually, um, it was 30, 30 years this year and, uh, him and his mom and, and, uh, my great grandma, his grandma all died of, um, I, you should just say suicide, but I think it's more colonial and societal uh, suicide. You know, not being welcome, not having a place in society, you know, from the, um, I guess, the plague of alcoholism, the plague of genocide, the plague of um, raping and pillaging land. Like, this is the truth. And I had no idea. I just, re, you know, in my mind, rem remembered the time I spent with my father growing up when, you know, we were shunned from restaurants and and I didn't even really think of it as an urban indigenous woman. I, I went through life and he passed away and my mother was, you know, is, is such an amazing woman um, has always, you know, said to us that, you know, she, she never understood his illness or never understood his pain. Uh, but what she did was she, always told us how proud he was to be an indigenous and Indian and an Indian. Um, but, and, and always instilled in us to be proud that we were indigenous. So, um, or proud Indian, don't ever let anyone take that from you. And so one day I feel like I, I woke up when I was in pain, you know, yeah. like just, just chugging through life, like probably everyone else surviving. Cause I think that was the, the, the time that we've been in for the last, you know, centuries we're just surviving come people's, you know, visitors were coming and people were trying to find a new life and a, a better world. And, and then we woke up, you know, in the last 10 years, however many it's been from, you know, truth and reconciliation, it was long before then, you know, our ancestors knew that we were being colonized and our ancestors knew before that, that we were going to be colonized. And so when I look at, you know, spaces like this, where we get to speak about, um, you know, my, who I am, what I know for sure. Like I'm an expert in my own, my own life. Um, and I will never, you know, um, I will never say that I'm, an, you know, an elder or have knowledge. I have my own, you know, that, that can teach other people. I believe that my being from my life experiences will teach other people by me just being who I am um, and, and sharing, you know, times like this. So thank you so much for my heart to, to yours and, you know, everyone behind you that is making this opportunity happen uh, to be able to share that, you know, we're in a time that we can acknowledge our connection to our ancestors and, uh, and that's, that's pretty much what happened to me in a, a time of pain and struggle and wanting balance in my life. And, you know, I, I found myself on the land, you know, praying to the earth, 
sitting under a tree and crying and asking for, you know, clarity, asking for um, strength, saying, you know, um, I surrender. Tell me, show me how to be a good woman, how to be a good mom, how to, to just show up in society so that I can add to the society in a good way. And, um, and that's what I did. You know, I asked the son, I had no idea in that moment that I was doing what my ancestors wanted me to do. And when I asked and promised myself in that moment, connected to the ground and the air and, you know, the elements and the animals around me that I said, I will watch. I promise I will watch. I promise I'll pay attention. I promise I'll listen. Just tell me how to do this in a good way. And, you know, I, it started to happen. Things just started to happen. You know, phone numbers came out, fell out. People, you know, the people that I, I would bump into or interact with in life, they, they showed up with a purpose or a meaning. They showed up with, you know, something to teach me. They weren't just, you know, somebody walking past me. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm here to just talk about, about that. And, uh, I'm honored. And those connections, connections to the air, the trees, the lands, your ancestors, like we're all connected there. And I think that's why I'm passionate. I first heard about the residential schools, I think it was about 2013, when there was a presentation at the Halton Regional Building, and it was just a fry pan to the face to me that I'd never heard of this before. And I believe there was a hunger strike by an, an elder woman in Ottawa as well at the time, and just trying to get the attention of people. It's been more in the news, I think, more in people's consciousness since the the, the 215 I believe was the number, and it's grown exponentially since the, the when the children were found um, in the burial sites near the the residential residential school sites, um, which were really institutional colonial structures, a partnership between church and state. And I understand that colonization is very much an institutional, structural, policy driven issue of extraction and exploitation of resources and people, and that there's you know, you use the word genocide. And I think it's really important to acknowledge these big words because we're here to talk about spirituality and mental health. And I think that's really important, but that's the goal of truth and reconciliation is you have to tell the truth first before we can reconcile. And how do we shift the mindset? How do we shift the values of, of what's normal in this culture and what we take for granted? Because I think that this really presses upon people in, in how they think and how they feel and how they behave and like when I hear that you said that you weren't welcome in restaurants, that that just breaks my heart. And I I want to learn more about what colonization and decolonization mean to you um, with this overarching um, theme of, of Skyward TV and the, the spirituality and mental health. Can you can you speak to that, please, Jody? It's a big mm. <laughs> loaded question. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot, but it is, it's the reality. And I think, you know, um, 
First, I want to say, like, again, go back to, you know, who I am and, and you know, what right do I have to sit on this platform with you, right? Like, so yeah. Anyone else <laughs> yeah, could be please. sitting here. I just want to say that, that there are so many other people that have a story like mine. You know, I don't, um, I don't look Indigenous enough. I'm not Indigenous enough. I wasn't raised on a res. I wasn't. But what I know is tr- my truth is that I'm connected I'm connected to spirit. I'm connected to self. I'm connected to people that land. And, you know, when I look at, um, you know, what our society is today, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not afraid. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like there is hope, you know, there is, there's change coming. I see my children re- are very different than how I, like how I was um, growing up. And I think that is um, a part of the colonization, obviously, you know, we, we are, even though they have, they have a lot of other, you know, straight up issues. I think that they, they're, they're seeing it right. And you talk about a fry pan. I think every day these kids get fry pans, you know, from social media and what's happening out there and not right. Our, you know, political system is going to, you know, like everything is in chaos right now in a sense that they're like, you know, and, and so we talk about mental health, which is to me, you know, more mind, mind, right? Because we use that word mental and automatically it's gone. It takes you to a negative, you know, way of thinking. So, you know, just, just knowing that where, where we are today and where I'm at, I had to, I'm one of those people that my mind goes everywhere. Right. And probably tell even with my conversation, right. It's just, I have so much to say, but I really at, at some point had to really choose what is my purpose? What is what is my purpose with grandmother's voice? What is, you know, what is um, my purpose right now and role in society and where I show up is is to just be like, I don't I don't even know where to start with colonization. All I know is it it messed up the people. It messed up the minds right. of the people. It disconnected them from their spirit. And, you know, everything that I say here um, is is shared knowledge. I acknowledge all of the elders that I support right now and work with that I've, you know, when I was in in out somewhere in an event or I saw online, someone shared something um, in words that that resonated with my my spirit, my soul, my mind. And so when I repeat it, I, I acknowledge everyone that I've been with in my past uh, because I like I as I'm speaking, I'm I'm hearing and seeing you know, those elders and people that have shared these words with me as well. So, but I, I know that we are in a time of, of great healing and, you know, when they say education, you know, is what got us into this mess. And, you know, Murray Sinclair that uh, mentioned that, right. Like, and, and we just all about automatically took that on and we're like, education needs to get us out of this. And, and what does that mean? And so we're just like a society that's all caught up in, and you know, what is said in language. And I really believe that we're in a time that our, the language is going to come from our spirit and it's going to come in whatever form that resonates with you. And we know as people, um, some of us, you know, have more gifts than others in creative ways. And, and so for me, colonization is what you choose, you know, and to that resonates with you to look at because we can't do it all. We can't look at it all from all of these different angles of, of what it means. And there's so much out there, you know, but the, but what I do know is, is the colonization of this country was to, to control, 
And how do you do that? You change the minds of the people. And through systems, the systems of oppression that are have been created through colonization, government, education, all of these, these systems that they control from the money, right, is is what is has changed the minds of the people. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know it. A lot of people, when we say we're just waking up, I think that's what people are realizing. That the the cut this, you know, country, we call it. Well, in Turtle Island, North America, the world, right, has was created off of capitalism control, and and we just were surviving, but now we're awake, and so we have to choose what part of colonization we want to make a difference in, uh, because I think we can get crazy with what where do we go first? What do we do? And, um, you know, self-care from what I know from with my, you know, from just understanding indigenous ways of knowing now and indigenous life ways is when you take care of self and you understand who you are, what you need to do to make yourself well is when you know you'll have impact in society in a good way. And then you can choose, you know, where you're, you're, you know, want to go to change, call them to decolonize. But until you decolonize yourself, which is right through mental health, like mental health, mind, body, you know, spirit, uh, wellness, you'll never know your true self. You can say you do, but you never will until, until you really focus on self. I that's, and that's just me. That's where I, I was, and I, I let, I was, when I woke up and stood on the land and asked for that clarity, um, I didn't, I, I knew I was indigenous, but I didn't go the indigenous route. I was, I went, I did yoga. I did, you know, I went to, you know, church in my earlier world. Um, you know, I did, I did other things. I read a lot of different um, authors from different um, areas of the world. And then all of a sudden it was this, like, you asked here you go. Mm. Here's your indigenous knowledge. Here's your indigenous roots. And so now you've asked, it's going to be very clear. Your path will be very clear. And so, you know, I committed, I committed to the, the good, the bad, the ugly. (laughs) And, And that's what balance, that's what to me life is about is finding that balance. How do you manage the good knowing that the bad could be around the corner and knowing that, you know, the good will show up again. And um, I like to think that, you know, realizing and understanding the the world, the Western world and what it did to my family before me, my responsibility is to undo that and decolonize that through my wellness. So beautiful. So powerful. Jody, I hear you. Ah, what a layered, textured conversation. <laughs> I think like two words are, are coming forward to to continue that there's connection and then there's trauma. And I think trauma leads to disconnection. So how do we reconnect? And we talked about overthinking, like this mental health aspect. Um, personally speaking, 
spirit showed me because I was on that same path. And I had one point I was like gasping for air and and had a had a crying fit that was stimulated by a color. It was something so simple, um, a lime green color. It was a chakra. Um, but I realized that I was an overthinker. Like I'd had some um, insight into how even like drama, like there's a lot of addictions that when we're disconnected and we have trauma, we we cope. And overthinking is a common coping mechanism when we're feeling disconnected. And I realized I was holding my breath when I'm overthinking. So breathing, I invite our audience to breathe because I think this can be a lot of heavy information and that's number one self-care. And, and I've learned that breath really does connect us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And to help us come out of our head and back into our body, an embodiment process. And part of embodying is recognizing that we're connected to everything that I think colonization like really has disconnected us. Like you said, it disconnected us from the land. It disconnected us from, from each other. Um, I was grateful to do a, a blanket ceremony at McMaster university several years ago um, with grandmother Renee, who I since realized is, is one of your co-founding partners of grandmother's voice, which is based in Milton. And if our audience, if you haven't done a, a blanket exercise, highly recommended that you that you seek out. It's not, I wouldn't say it's standardized by any mean, but I think it's a pretty common um, exercise to to see the effects of colonization and how everybody was was separated. And this plays out that we feel separate from each other. Like how often loneliness, loneliness is like part of the the mental health crisis as well. That leads to addiction. That leads to suicide as you mentioned and and so sorry to hear about your father and and how oppression has has influenced your family and i'm so grateful for you for for having the courage i i imagine that some of the answers that you received from ancestors received from spirits um and from the the elements was your clear path was that grandmother's voice was that part of the the answer that you received Mm-hmm. Actually, I realized that, that, well, my grandmother, it was my, my grandmother's voice is grandmother's voice. And, uh, you know, the messages that I, I began to hear and the spirit that began to show up for me to support me was my grandmother, um, my great grandmother and, um, and grandmother Renee Thomas Hill, our great grandmothers are sisters, actually. So, uh, that. yeah, surprise. Uh, and I, I met I met her and Gail Whitlow mm-hmm. uh, when I um, part of my journey was to to do my genealogy, and uh, my I received you know all of my genealogy from my uncle. He's my only living um, uncle, like family uh, from my dad's side. And he had created and put together this genealogy book that showed the census forms. And so, yeah, that's how I met Renee um, at Gail's place, Ancestral Voices on Six Nations. And so it was, you know, I I had been doing this work, this healing work for, you know, my 20, um, it was probably about um, 12 years before I met them and uh, had my my children. And, and then it was, you know, I, I, it was this 
hard shift one day, stop what you're doing. It's time to do some, it's time to do this work. And that's when I met them and realized, you know, that they were, they were doing this work. Grandmothers, indigenous grandmothers had been preserving and there's been many more elders and, but, but these grandmas were traveling internationally to pray for world peace. And, and it was, you know, it's, not a secret. Everyone knew that these women were doing this. It was just a really loud, it's time. It's time. And, and so we did, we did that. We started to travel together and I, and she, they started to, you know, share knowledge with me. And, and it was, this is, you know, there's grandmother circles all over the world, Mm. you know, in communities. And now, and, and through this work we did together, that clearer message was it's, it's time. It's going, it's going to be time very soon. And so I felt like, you know, like grandmother's voice through the pandemic, um, we elevated, we just went live on Facebook. I never, I had no idea this is what I would do, you know? Oh, the grandma said, we need to reach people. How do we do that? And this was like three weeks, two weeks into the pandemic. And we're, I was like, I think we can go live on Facebook, and you need, and they want to hear from you and they, and they need to hear from you. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's where we've, we went. And I think now where we are is we realize that colonization also stopped community building, even though the, you know, organizations and, and communities have all of these different organizations to build community. We, as the people are having a hard time building community. We're building like little silos of, you know, competitive sports and, you know, things that are taking us really away from the culture and, and the culture of being together of community. And so I I really believe that this is a time for the indigenous life ways to, to, you know, to raise the people, bring us together again, you know, and just, and, um, and, that's if that's what I can do as one person is do what I do. I have no fear in bringing two people together. You know, there's, there is always residue <laughs> when it comes to, um, you know, being um, ostracized or talked about, or, you know, people challenge what you're doing in your community. And that residue is, is painful and it brings back trauma. And it's a lot of times, not even my own trauma, um, you know, being an empath, and someone who can, you know, um, recognize other people's energy. Uh, there's just times when, when our spirit is, uh, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm not as strong as I, I want to be at certain times in this work. And so that's what community's for is to hold each other up and to stand with each other. When, when we see someone else is, is doing really good work, uh, and, and maybe isn't feeling supported in the time it's when people, people, you know, can see this. And that's why you build community so that you can, you can support each other. And that's why we, that's why it's important for self-care because if you are not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Mm. And, and this is our purpose. This is our purpose in the world supposed to be. That's why we come here to learn how to live in this physical world and know that, you know, self-care is important. Self-care is important. Community care is important. Um, so would you say that competition is a, is a colonial mindset? 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> of course. I mean, you, I'm not, I, I can't speak to the teachings, uh, you know, um, of like lacrosse or those, you know, creators games that, you know, there's, of course there's competition, but it's good in good, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, anyway, I, don't, I have so much I could say right now, just about, you know, my son's, um, you know, triple a and competitive sports, you know, through his, his lifetime. Um, but you, this is, this is a reality in the, in the world. This is, and not just sports life. Yes. Business. Pass somebody in a store that has that's you know has has more than you or abundance or shows that they have you know we we this is what this society created jealousy negative you know all this negative way of thinking when really you know we should be you know happy for the people that have found their way uh you know anyways yeah there's so much there's so much keep me on keep me on track would you you just need to like do a season just you and i (laughs) oh my i could you know i could i think um you know i think these conversations are needed Mm -hmm. because there's people listening that um that maybe have they don't have anyone to engage in this conversation and that's what i've learned with grandmother's voice from getting feedback from people uh we want we want to hear more i want to hear more because I, you know, it's easy for people to just show up and listen, mm-hmm. you know, gives, gives them courage to get to the next one, to get to the next one. And so um, these conversations I know are extremely important for those who, who don't have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think what you, you had said that like, people, so many people are just surviving. And I think that's part of the economic system. It's putting a lot of pressure on people. Um, that families are in silos, you know, the so-called nuclear family and people are dealing with young children and aging families. And I believe that's part of the effect of colonization, that there's this, that it's very divisive, that there's like this hierarchy. Um, there's a lot of comparison-itis, but a lot of people are just got blinders on. They just got to do what they got to do. There's not a lot of time and space for self-reflection. And yet really that's where healing happens, your point to self-care. And how do we shift our culture so that we're more of, of a circle? How do we come back to, to the village values and and really connect and support each other more unconditionally? Um, like I've heard it said that, you know, because so often I think the colonial, like I think there's something to healthy competition. Like how do we, again, com- we tend to compete to tear each other down rather than compete to build each other up. And And that is part of the mindset that was my my goal of of having these conversations and how do we start to look at things differently because that's that's spirituality that's mental health and yeah i think i think too and and um you know just kind of closing because i know we're pretty close to our time Hmm. um today together but you know indigenous life ways were they were supposed to be here for people you know, if colonization didn't happen and we re- looked at, you know, and, and we look at the two row wampum, you know, mm-hmm. the ship and the and the canoe and, mm-hmm. you know, you have your values, we have ours and, you know, we'll do this, we'll do this journey together and the elements of the, you know, um, the earth, land and air and or earth, land and or earth, water and air, or however you want to say that. But like we're we're to live in this together and how do we do it? Indigenous people have amazing life 
ways. Mm-hmm. They're hol- they're holistic. W H O L. You know, not and and so if we can just acknowledge that that's what was removed, the ethics, the values we relied on churches that have now disappointed millions of people, and now they're like, what do we do? Uh, let's just all spend time on the land and know that if we take care of her, that's then returning us back to taking care of each other. And that's that whole, you know, cycle of life. And that's what we need to, you know, I I make it sound so simple and, or, or easy that that's how I see it. And, and just kind of acknowledging what you're saying about children and parents and life. And what I remember is, or what I know is the teachings are, are that those are, they're our responsibility mm-hmm. and elders are important mm-hmm. and our children are our future. Yes. And we have to make change our way of thinking Mm-hmm. That we're meant to be here today to live a good life and know that these are all values added to our life and society. And the minute we let one go and think that they're not important, we've done something wrong. So we have to wake up every day and say, this is, I'm going to take care of my children. I'm going to make the elders feel needed and wanted. I'm going to make sure that everybody has a voice and is included. That's all we have to do as individuals and the world will become a better place. And then all the other noise will just, you know, become noise. That's a beautiful place for a conclusion. Thank you so much for your <laughs> time and attention today, Jody Harbour. Where can people find you? Oh, um, grandmother's voice. Follow us, come and join us. You know, we we've just been evolving and we're evolving because it's, you know, anyone can come. And we're we are we want to do this from from that indigenous voice that was left out for so long. Yes. And I love that you want to bring community together, indigenous and settlers and descendants and immigrants, that there's there's space for everybody there to to learn these values. The the moon circles, especially, I particularly enjoy. And so grateful for everybody's attention today. Thank you for coming out. Um, We spoke about, I think, trauma, connections, breath, self-care, community are are some of the themes that, that emerged today for us to reflect on. Thank you so much for your time today, Jody. Yeah, well, sisters, take care. Ona.